This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me. Back where it comes from. I apologize. I was wrong. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. They're going Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. German Jean From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the world, I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. This is the Amber's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, Tamper, joined in studio by no one. As this is a preemptive makeup show for uh, Sunday, February the 5th, because that is the day the Super Bowl is on. And of course, I'm having a party, and everybody and their mother will, of course, be here. Uh, the Baron, Baroness, Hawkeye, his stripper girlfriend, uh, my other brother-in-law and his lovely uh, girlfriend, a uh, couple other buddies will be here this uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, so I don't want to go an entire week without a show. So here you go, preemptive recording. And some things have happened this week. Uh, it's not been a good one, actually. So I guess we'll jump right into it. I found out a friend of mine from high school, uh, and this is obviously some years ago, but I, you know, I still keep in touch with some people from high school, not many, but some, uh, and found out, or she recently found out, at the age of 34, ladies and gentlemen, she has she went in because she had a, 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 a bum knee and a bum shoulder she thought she got from working out. Turns out, tumors. She has stage 4 uh, double breast cancer that has metastasized. I, I know I pronounced that wrong, but you know what I mean. And it spread, so she's doing, you know, the radiation, the chemo thing, and it's just horrible. I mean, this was a really attractive woman in high school, really attractive woman today. Or, it's just interesting to, not interesting, but it's very sad to see what, you know, the toll that radiation and, and chemos has really, you know, taken on a person. And as she explained, she said, uh, you know, I, I tell people this not because I'm looking for any kind of sympathy, and she's not. But she's got a point because, as she mentions, the reason I'm telling people is if you've got some kind of weird injury, if you've got something that doesn't make any sense, don't wait. Don't put it off. Go have it checked out because you just never know. And you don't. So there's your PSA. Another buddy of mine lost his job very unexpectedly. Uh, He was making a very nice penny. 
and he lost his job. Uh, his company is downsizing. He wasn't aware that... I don't know that he was aware it was coming. I, I don't think he did, so that was kind of, you know, shitty. Yeah, I, I He's already got offers, so I'm sure he's going to bounce back relatively quickly, but still, it's just, you know, it's something you have to deal with that you didn't expect to. It's kind of crappy. If there was a plus side to the whole week, is I actually got together with the legal tender last night. He and I had dinner, uh, kind of catching up on... Uh, What's been going on? We try to get together like once a month or so. And he was asking about the show and how it's going and if people still remember him. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you show up, I'm sure there'll be a few console fags thrown your way. They will remember. And he got a good laugh out of that. He was at the casino and was up like 40 bucks. I was really hoping he'd be up like a lot because we went to a pretty nice place. But who goes to a four-star fucking steakhouse and asks for fries? I'm looking at him like, really? You're going to ask for fries at Morton Steakhouse. It turns out they, they had fries. Then the fucker asked for barbecue sauce. Now that they didn't have. Okay, word to the wise. Folks, if you go to a really nice high-end steakhouse, don't ask for barbecue sauce. Get the fuck out of here. When it's 50, 60 bucks a steak. God, I have a potato that was free. It was almost like it was the size of a football. I ate about a third of it. And that was, there's just no way. No way. But the cheesecake was amazing. Anyways, don't ask for barbecue sauce. That's Bush League. Anyhow, we're kind of diving right into it. Uh, I have some things I want to discuss and get to here. This could be a shortened show, but we've got stuff to, that I want to cover. Something that, um, I got two emails that will get, well, maybe I shouldn't. Let's do this first. Um, well, maybe I should do the, the uh, articles first. Damn it, now I don't know what to do. Um, we got to get to all of this. You know what? Let's go with um, the emails that I got first. Okay, because this will take uh, not a whole lot of time. But uh, here's the thing. I got a couple. I got a bunch of emails this week uh, about stuff from last show. But two of them kind of stuck out. And, and one was a throwback to our discussion a few weeks ago about Nostalrius and the Elysium Project, this being the the vanilla World of Warcraft or the World of Warcraft legacy uh, servers that were coming back up that uh, the Elysium Project had taken over from Nostalrius because, you know, they were at odds with Blizzard since Blizzard made no mention at BlizzCon about legacy servers, whether or not Nostalrius was, they had reason to believe that was going to happen. It didn't, for whatever reason. So they went ahead and released uh, the uh, all their information out to the web. And, of course, Elysium ran with it. Now they're making their own, what have you. So somebody shot me an email saying, Hey, Emp, you know, you, and I, I've never heard from this person before. Um, uh, his name is Siljuk. Siljuk, yeah, I'm looking at the email. Uh, I, 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 so a new listener, I'm assuming. If not, my apologies. I, it's hard to remember everybody's name. But he said, you know, I caught your show, I'm catching up on Backlog, and I caught your show, and, and apparently he plays it. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here because the internet's acting up. I'm actually on the Whopper uh, next to the Amnesia. And my, at the moment, uh, these are all my notes that I've written down. Uh, my internet's acting up, so I can't really pull up the email specifically. Um, no, here we go. Actually, it's starting to work now. All right. He's basically saying, Amp. You talk about this, whether or not it's piracy or not, whether or not it's playing or not, whether you know it's got big enough population to support Blizzard actually going ahead and backing. Why don't you actually log into the game, play it for a few minutes at the very least, 
and see, and maybe you have a better perspective to talk about. All right, so, okay, I, I can get that. And he included a bunch of instructions on how to do this. And I got to tell you, I thought it was going to be a little more convoluted than it was in order to get this working, to play on a private server. And it wasn't. I mean, I'm on record as having played and still play Ultima Line the Second Age on a private server because that version of the game is from like 1997, 1998, 1999. All right, so we're, you know, a long time removed, almost 20 years. No one's playing that particular game for Origins or whoever now owns it. I think it's Electronic Arts now. So. It's the same thing with WoW Legacy servers. I mean, people want to play the original vanilla WoW. A lot of it's for nostalgia reasons. A lot of people prefer the game back then. A lot of people just want to, you know, either experience it new for the first time because they weren't playing WoW back then, and you really can't recreate how it was. I mean, you can start a new character from scratch, but it's still not the same. So this weekend, um, actually, I think it was Thursday or Friday, because the email came in Wednesday night, according to this, I went ahead and downloaded it and got it working. It took about 20 minutes. So I, I figured a server. I just grabbed one at random, logged in, played to about level 8 or 9, just so I you know could go places without dying right away. And... Uh, I went into Agrimar this afternoon, and holy shit, were there people. Like, back in the day type of people. Just hundreds and hundreds of people in front of the mailbox, hundreds and hundreds of people inside the uh, uh, auction house, inside the inn, inside Thrall's chamber. I I was running all over Agrimar just to see if there was... You know, everybody just kind of clumped at the front. You know, like there's a thousand players in the server and everybody's at the one at the mailbox. I I don't know how many people actually play in the server. It's got to be a fuckload, though. I was running through the the newbie section for orcs, Duratar. I'm ultimately going to play, if I was to play, I'd go back to playing Undead because I like Lord of Ron a lot better. I always did. But everybody always goes to Agrimar. I'm guessing there's not a ton of people at Undercity. I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't have the time. So then, for shits and giggles, I run over to the Battlemasters, all the way to the back end of the city, just to see if there's a lot of people, you know, playing the uh, uh, PvP maps. I thought there was a lot of people at the entrance to Agrimar. It is nothing compared to how many people are at the Battlemasters. I, it's a good thing that technology has come a long way since the game was released way back 2004, 2003, whatever it was. Because if this was then... You wouldn't be able to move. There were so many people. Your computer would bog down. Your internet would crash. Trying to load everything on there. That is that many people. And it was glorious to behold. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to sink into a server that very well may disappear tomorrow. If there was a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people playing... I might, because then it's a social aspect. We can get a Ventrilo server going like we used to back in the day. That would be kind of fun, I suppose. But it was... It, it really kind of reinforced, and this is what Siljuk was kind of pointing out in his email, and that's the second part of it, which is what we're trying to do, and I th- I'm guessing he means we by the, El- the Elysium community, is to point out this is how many people are willing to play a game that could disappear tomorrow. 
if Blizzard was to go ahead and release these kinds of servers, how many people would play them? How many you know current WoW servers have a population under 5,000? Probably a, quite a few. Or under 3,000. Maybe not as many. They may try to uh, start combining those. Now, if you were to have these re-release, think of the infused ga- uh, the infused population you have in the game. And that's a fair point. Just what I'm seeing, and that's just a microcosm. That's just a, a sampling, a section that has something to do with all the people out in the newbie zones, all the people are out in the raids, all the people are out in the bat- currently in the battlegrounds. It doesn't include all the people on the alliance side, which, judging by the population breakdown according to Elysium on this particular server. The Horde is outnumbered slightly, by like 4 or 5%. So there's even more people on the Alliance side. This is a huge population of players, and that is just those who are willing to go ahead, figure out a way to download the game, and play something that is, when you get right down to it, a risky venture. Because all the time and effort you play into it could disappear tomorrow, once Blizzard goes ahead and issues one of their cease and desists, Assuming that Elysium goes ahead and follows that uh, those instructions, it is amazing to me how many people are playing the game and how much money Blizzard is leaving on the table by not updating it and releasing out a, a vanilla server. You know what? If you really want to do it, release one that's that's got um, a Burning Crusade attached to it, so you have your flying mounts. All right, the original plus an expansion. That's it. And just let it run. Even if you only get a year's use out of it with a lot of people a year, think about it. 15, 10, 15 bucks a month for a, you know tens of thousands of players. You're basically going back and just harvesting money that you've already collected once before. And now you're doing it again. I downloaded the client. It run a couple patches, and the game is playing exactly as it did. You know, I think it's with the uh, PvP patches in it. So towards the the back end of when of the original WoW. And you're gonna tell me that Blizzard can't do this? They have more money than God. I I believe they would be fine in recreating this. Hell, if all they have to do, if they really had that problem, is download the client, download Elysium's patching, and put them in. What the hell? The work's already done for them. And that's if they actually could, you know, make the claim and hold by it that they don't have the information anymore. But I tell you, the thing that really drove it home to me is that, and it kept on in the back of my head, and it kept on whispering it quietly and slowly, you think you want to, but you don't. You think you want to play original World of Warcraft, but you don't. You really don't. How many of those players would then decide to go ahead and and recreate or relog into their, you know, or start playing their original characters on the newer servers with the newer expansions, Legion and all that? How many players would you be able to hook back in and start playing? We're talking about a game that has honestly really outlived itself. It's gone past the point where it's really viable. And yet, you have the ability to go back in time and 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 
mine people, M-I-N-E, mine people for more dollars to play the exact same game they've already played. Or for all those who were too young or didn't catch the WoW phenomenon when it came out the first time. A chance for them to go ahead and live it through again. I mean, if they really want to be cool, add a couple of instances. Add a couple of uh, new dungeons, new items here and there. If they want to bring out new content. And then maybe re-release the Burning Crusade. I mean, after that is when things really start getting hinky. It's then maybe you stop. Or maybe you keep going. Maybe you slowly re-release it. Maybe you have different servers for different expansions so people can choose and stop playing where they like. And I'm not saying you need a hundred servers that all are emulating friggin' Cataclysm or the Burning Crusade or whatever. You could have just one or two. Charge people to transfer the characters over. You do it already. I don't know. I, I think, in, and again, we don't know the bottom line. We don't know what's all involved as far as this goes. Uh, maybe it's not a truly viable thing. I find that strange. And I don't necessarily believe it. You'd have to show me something concrete before I would buy into the fact that there's not money, a profit, to be made here. I truly believe that there is. Now, there's another email I received. And I'm not really sure how to take this. Um, And I actually talked about this a bit with Lulu and Mystic Mim on how I wanted to approach this particular email. Um, I'm not going to give the person's name out because, again, I believe it's not a name I'm familiar with, so I'm guessing it's a new listener. Um, basically, what they're doing um, is they're referring to uh, uh, Dear Emp. Uh, I'm basically paraphrasing here. It, it goes on to say that I'm a wife. Listen to your show for a while. I'm aware of the problem you have with your hands. I'm aware of the problem you've had with uh, medication. The fact that you try to only take it once every other month. Uh, if you ever get to the point where you decide that you need to take it more than once a month, I know you're not doing it recreationally, but you're doing it for pain management uh, with the new regulations, yada, 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 uh, etc. Actually, I was actually impressed that he, he quoted a chapter and verse the new regulations as far as the FDA goes with pain management and pain pills because I take a very, very low dose of one, and I only do it every other month. And if you've listened to the show before, then you're aware why. But if not, it's it's mainly because I have a, a great fear of ever becoming addicted to anything. And my doctor laughs at me and said, you would have to chug the whole bottle at once, like every day for days on end, to be hooked on this particular stuff. I don't care. I'm aware that at some point down the road it'll get worse, and I will have to increase that. That's fine. I am in no rush to get there. But apparently, um, and I've only ever kind of been aware aware of it, just on the peripheral of my uh, of my mind here. I know it was a plot line briefly in House of Cards, but the deep web is what he calls it, and he gives instructions on how to get around, attack you know connecting to the deep web protecting my identity to go ahead and get whatever I want. 
something about Tor servers and Tor protocol and a list of websites that aren't generally found on the on a normal search engine. Now, I haven't looked any of this up. I'm going to assume it's rather complicated, far too complicated for me to ever figure out. I simply don't have the patience or the background for this. But let's suppose that I did have the patience and I did have um, the knowledge to go ahead and pull this off. And and for this particular gentleman or woman, I don't know which, based on the name, I don't think I'm an ungrateful. I, I appreciate the offer and I appreciate the email. But even if I had an interest in doing that, you don't think that people like law enforcement, like FBI and stuff like that, don't monitor what goes on on the deep web? You think that your identity really is truly safe? That somebody like Anonymous or a hacker or, I don't know, the FBI or the DEA couldn't figure out who you are and track you down? You're correct. I don't use them for recreational purposes. Nor do I have any interest in, as he quotes, getting oxycotton, oxycodone, Percocet, or hydrocodone. I looked a couple of those up because um, they're more generic than I want. I don't need any of that. I'm good. I do appreciate the offer. It's kind of odd, um, but I'm not about to order illicit drugs off the deep web and have them shipped to my house. I like freedom. I don't like the idea of going to prison. I have no use for anything that strong. Although there are days. <laughs> but it was just a weird email. It was just out of the blue. Because we hadn't talked about anything. Maybe it's because of last week we talked about um, our, my and Lulu's health in particular. You know, things that happen. Because everybody's got something going on in their life. Everybody. So it's not, you know, anything uh, out of the ordinary. It's not exclusive to us. But it just kind of caught me off guard and it was strange. And uh, you know what? And somebody could email me next week and say, hey, Amp, it's a load of bullshit. There's no such thing as a Tor server. T-O-R, I guess. There's no such thing as Tor, Tor Protocol. I do know the deep web is a thing. And I'm, I'm sure you can buy stuff on there or, or what have you. I, I just, I'm good. I, I That's a rabbit hole. I just have no interest in going down. I really don't. Because nothing good is going to ever come of it. There's nothing on there that I need to buy that I need or ever will. Actually, I'm kind of looking at my... uh... That's strange. I guess I just never loaded the uh, sound effects in here. Because I'm looking at the Whopper sound effects and only about half the ones I use are actually on here. Well, I mean, it's fine. I only use it as a backup recording machine anyways. Uh, since right now Ripley is still kind of tanking as far as using uh, the audio stream is concerned. There's been a bit of a problem switching over the the uh, uh, encoder key. You know, the actual uh, key code that we use for the SAM encoder. It's only good for like really three machines. I don't want to keep loading on, on new ones. So I've got it on Ripley and Whopper. And then you see I will use for Twitch streaming, which I hope to do by the end of the month. Hooray! So there's that. Which brings me to my articles. 
And there's a couple, and there's a big one that I want to get to because I I gotta I gotta tell you, uh, somebody shot me this on Twitter, um, and I didn't quite believe it. I thought it was a I thought it was a joke. I really did the first time I saw this. And let me let me get down to it. Uh, there it is. Yeah, I think Ast- Astral Fury sent this to me. I believe. And then Grian also mentioned it. Yeah, here it is. It's on PC Gamer. That's I think the one I post on on my Facebook is different, but this is the one that uh, Astral sent me from PC Gamer. Peta. The people for the ethical treatment of animals wants Warhammer characters to stop wearing furs. Now, I want you to stop and let that sink in. PETA wants Games Workshop to stop using furs on their characters. In fact, the picture is, I'm guessing it's a, it's got to be a space wolf, a space marine. And he's got, you know, a, a giant spa, you know, a, a wolf fur on him. PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, has a long history of fairly silly video game shenanigans. Highlights include its 2008 attack on Cooking Mama, called Mama Kills Animals, the animal cage fight sim, Pokemon Black and Blue in 2012, and just last year, a request to Giant Software, quote, to show the horrific reality of the pig farming industry in Farming Simulator 17. They even have their own Minecraft server. <laughs> now, the animal rights organization has set its sights on Games Workshop, calling on the publisher to stop depicting Warhammer characters wearing animal pelts. Quote, PETA has written to Games Workshop CEO Kevin Roundtree, asking that the leading British miniature wargame brand ban fur garments from all Warhammer characters, the group announced. While we appreciate that they are fictional, draping them in what looks like a replica of a dead animal sends the message that wearing fur is acceptable, when, in fact, it has no more place in 2017 than it would in the year 40,000. I'm going to stop right there. If... Anybody within the sound of my voice listening to this now is at all familiar with the world of Warhammer 40K. You would very quickly come to the conclusion that I did upon hearing this that they would have been the first people purged by a commissar or the Inquisition. In the Warhammer 40K universe, the galaxy is literally at war where even your existence as a human at the base level on a peaceful planet is usually pretty shitty because the world is coming to an end. You've got aliens that hate you. You've got chaos spawn. You've got, hell, even the administration of the Imperium itself is brutal and totalitarian, and unfortunately it has to be just to keep things going. Do you think for a minute the Lords of Terra, let alone the Space Marines, will give a flying fuck about people using furs? Most of these people live on death worlds or feral planets, where the flora and fauna are usually feeding off them. Them being humans. 
PETA would have been wiped out by the emperor himself before uh, the Horus Heresy. I promise you this. As a dirty religion, because that's what they did in Warhammer, they eliminated all religions. I continue. The grim, dark, battle-hardened warriors are known for their martial prowess. But wearing the skins of dead animals doesn't take any skill, the message says. Again, someone who doesn't know anything about the lore or the storyline of the games and the books. In many of these Space Marine chapters, you must go out and kill a vicious animal that would destroy you, and probably will, because lesser Space Marines or lesser applicants are killed, whether it be a salamander skin or, although there are no more wolves of Fenris, things like that. It's part of, like, uh, the Dark Angels and Caliban. Okay, well, there's all kinds of different animals on there, huge ones that will devour humanity. So they have to kill them. And then they can wear their skins or pelts as a mark of honor or a badge of, of passage. Bullshit. Let's see. Indeed, nothing on the bloody battlefields of Warhammer's conflict-ravaged universe could match the terrible reality that foxes, minks, rabbits, and other living animals experience uh, at the hands of the fur trade. The details are a little confused. PETA cites Lehman Russ, Horace Lupercal, and the Sisters of Silence in its message. I wasn't aware the Sisters of Silence wore furs. I thought they wore bodysuits and armor. All from the Warhammer 40k setting which is specifically referenced in its letter, but also the Chaos Warriors, a race from Warhammer Fantasy. Well, there, there are Chaos Space Marines, but those fellows would be more inclined than the rest to make use of furs in their day-to-day life, I think. But asking for a fur-free Warhammer Fantasy is like asking for a gun-free Doom. This is a universe that gave us a game that is literally about murdering endless hordes of giant Bipel rats, those are Skaven, after all. Perhaps it meant Chaos Space Marines. Why don't you shoot a, a letter off to George R. R. Martin demand that, that Game of Thrones not have any furs in them? You know, the Song of Ice and Fire series on HBO. No more furs! Except those people like need them to stay warm, because winter is coming. As empty gestures go, it's not nearly as clever as, say, getting tofu added to Super Meat Boy, or making a playable game about Mario skinning a raccoon dog alive and wearing its skin. Silence of the Lambs style. Seriously, it's called seriously, it's called Mario Kills Tanuki. Check it out. Now I'm good. And why Warhammer 40k of all settings? It is literally about a grim, dark future in which, quote, there is only war. And they're not screwing around when they say so. The horse heresy alone resulted in the deaths of 2.3 trillion innocent men, women, and children. A thousand human psychers are ritually sacrificed every day to nourish the god-emperor of mankind. I'd say that by comparison, accessorizing with rat fur seems like a relatively minor transgression. Update. The article originally stated that the gentleman pictured above its layman Russ... But as pointed out to me, it is in fact an image of Ragnar Blackmane. I apologize for any confusion and or offense or upset caused to Mr. Russ and Blackmane. <laughs> I like the first comment. 
Are those fair trade artisanal flagons made from the skulls of your enemies? Filled with locally sourced blood? The eco-friendly blood god. <laughs> the whole thing is, is, is almost surreal in its, in its stupidity. If you could think of a way to make yourself, your organization, more of a parody or a caricature of itself, this is as good as it gets. PETA is roundly mocked on a daily basis in this nation for the stupid shit that they get themselves involved in. And I understand maybe the point of this at some point with with the creation of the organization was to go ahead... uh, Did I just nuke myself here? There we go. Was to actually improve the lives of of our animal brethren. And I'm not saying that some of the points that they have when it comes to uh, a killing of rabbits and what have you for uh, testing doesn't have some merits in some situations. But as usual, PETA takes it to the nth degree, and I think they hurt themselves and their message far more than they're helping. You're going after a British company that makes pewter feet. Well, they're not all. They're not pewter anymore. But okay, pewter figurines for a fantasy and a science fiction game that has also spawned a best-selling book series, The Black Library, and hugely selling video games. I will tell you, and I'm sure you already are aware of this, the entire reason they released this, this article or this demand is to get their names out there. This is nothing more than publicity. Self-serving publicity. I, 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 I don't even know. I, I feel like I should even put Peter on even more of a blast than I am. But I sit here and shake my head because I know no one's going to take this seriously. My sister, Duchess McFeegan, is a PETA-type nut. I wonder if she will throw blood on me because the next time she visits and comes down into my basement, she will see a giant two-headed eagle with the Imperium of Man below it. I have that hanging over one of my desks, and to the left I have another one, an official Warhammer uh, flag that is the double-headed eagle, the Imperial Aquila, white on a black flag on the left side of my desk. And obviously we have that Irish flag we got from Belfast, one of our listeners, also in the basement. Because, God forbid, I should be a supporter of a fantasy, a science fiction empire that doesn't exist. That's 40,000 years in the future, even if it did. Because somewhere in the grim, dark future, there are a bunch of space wolf marines, space marines running around with wolf pelts on their back. Or salamander space marines with various salamander skins for cloaks or the iron hands with whatever they've got. I think they've got one too. No, that's Vulcan. Never mind. Iron hands do not have that. Those are salamanders. Whatever the case may be. I mean, I think they made a little bit of, of, of headway with this recent movie. Um, what is it? Uh, My purpose, whatever it is with the dogs 
when um, TMZ released that video of them throwing the German Shepherd into the water, despite the fact that it obviously did not want to go in the water and damn near drowned. Okay. You scored some points with the public when you called for a boycott. You kind of led that charge. Fine. However, you took that and you flushed it down the toilet when you decided to go after Games Workshop. Get fucked. Seriously. There is no excuse for this. I understand you want to get publicity. I understand that you're trying to make a point about things and let people know that you are still existing. But this does nothing to reinforce your relevancy in today's world because you are irrelevant. This does nothing for your cause. If anything, it does. it's a detriment. But they succeeded. They got me talking about it. Now, to be fair, I, I don't have anything nice to say about PETA, and I never do. Because there aren't nice things to say. There just aren't. Oh, sorry. My back. My back, it hurts. Actually, I just thought of something. Give me one second here, folks, while I try and pull up a... Trying to find. There's another related article for this, I, I believe. And I'm trying to find that where it is. Because there was one that obviously I had that, that Astral sent me, and there was another one I thought that had a, a different take or an update or something. I'm looking to see where that is. No, maybe I don't have it. Maybe I'm a liar. Um, okay, well, I'm a liar. It, it, it wasn't anything huge. I mean, it, it did have, you know, a different perspective, but I, I guess it's not there. That's fine. No big deal. Okay, anyways. So that's the Warhammer one I wanted to get to, I, I, which I thought was, again, ridiculous, and but of course it's a thing, because everything is. Uh... uh Another one that kind of um, that got me, and and, and I, I did not know that this was a thing, and I'm I'm not convinced that it is. Uh, where the heck is it? I realize this is really professional, but my apologies. For some reason, I can't seem to find it. All right, fuck it. I had another one. It's not theirs. Oh, well, what are you going to do? So for this weekend, we have a lot going on, actually. I'm I'm doing this on Saturday afternoon as opposed to Saturday evening or tomorrow, Sunday at a normal day. Uh, Tonight, we're going to the Monsters game because uh, that is our Calder Calder Cup champion minor league hockey team, the formerly Lake Erie Monsters, now Cleveland Monsters, this evening, because Lulu got tickets from work. They're really nice seats, so we're going. This will be my son's first hockey game. We're not a big hockey family, uh, obviously. We're a baseball family. And then tomorrow is, of course, Super Bowl. In fact, i got to go pick up food tomorrow and get pop and all that. 
but we're going to have everybody here. Baron and Baroness will be here. Hawkeye and his girlfriends. Uh, I don't know what Tom's online name would be and his girlfriend, but they'll be here as well. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine who have not sat in on the show because they think it's either A, stupid, or B, they don't understand it. But they will also be here. We're going to have a, a nice, fine party at the War Room tomorrow. Actually, to be honest, we have so many people, we're not going to be able to fit them all in the War Room. So there could be some upstairs, some downstairs. They will be around. I'm looking forward to it. We haven't had a, a full, like, big, big, big Super Bowl party in a few years, um, which is kind of cool, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I, but I, truly, though, I, I don't give a shit about who's going to play. I, I don't care about the, the up in New England. I don't care about Atlanta. I, 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 I don't care which one's going to win. I, I don't even care about playing. You know, and and part of the problem, too, is... Because the other thing, too, is if you don't like the game, then you watch the commercials. Okay, but, you know, fuck. They've released all the commercials now several days ahead of time. So if you really want to, and sometimes you can't avoid it, but even if you want to, you can go watch, watch most of the um, commercials before Super Bowl Sunday. It's kind of like opening your presents three days before Christmas, as far as I'm concerned. But what is the point? You ruin it. The whole you know thing of watching Super Bowl commercials is for the shock value. You get to watch with everybody with you, and then everybody either laughs or they hate it or they groan. You discuss it, things like that. Even if you don't want to, you can't avoid it. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on the news. The talk. It's on you know TV. You can't avoid them. The big splash, the big reveal, it's kind of gone. Here it is, Freep.com. Thank you, uh, Lulu. Uh, this one I, I came across, too, because this is from the Detroit Free Press. Uh, this is because the University, University of Michigan, uh, that uh, the university up north, who we should not name, University of Michigan's collection is a heaven for video game lovers. From Ann Arbor, Michigan, because Ann Arbor is a whore, the University of Michigan collects video games, lots of them. The Ann Arbor University's computer and video game archive features more than 7,000 titles. Everything from time-honored favorites as Pac-Man and Frogger to the newer fare including Call of Duty and Halo on dozens of gaming systems. Now in its 10th year, the CVGA collects video games in the same way that other archives pursue books, journals, and historical artifacts. Quote, it's important to have an archive like this because the games are part of our culture, said Dave Carter, who got it up and running in 2008. Carter, who serves as a reference services librarian and the CVGA's archivist, previously was a lecturer at Michigan School of Information and is trained as an electrical engineer specializing in optics and radio waves. He's also a lifelong video game fan, having made frequent use of an Atari 2600 as a kid. That's when I got my start. If you're told 12-year-old me, if you told 12-year-old me that this would be part of my job growing up, I think that was pretty cool, he said with a smile. The archive is open to anyone, students and members of the public alike. Carter said that he can't speak about what other video game archives around the U.S. are doing, but that, quote, we were certainly one of the first that opened our doors to allow people to come in and use the game games on their own. People like Jeremy Bolin. The restaurant employee from Ann Arbor stops by three or four times a week, sometimes before heading to work. Before, during a recent visit he, visit, he fired up League of Legends, an online fantasy game, on one of the archives' PCs. Motherfucker, it's League of Legends is current. Go home and play it yourself in your dorm, you nerd. 
Quote, it's kind of awesome that the video game archive here just is pretty much anything you can think of. Any game you really want to play, you can play, said the cheap fuck. Initially situated on the second floor of the Durustat Center, which houses University of Michigan's Art, Architecture, and Engineering Library, the archive moved in 2011 to a bigger space in the basement. Okay, now come on. That's pretty apropos. That's where it belongs, dude. If you got a, a a video game collection and archive, it belongs in a basement. That's where it should reside, where it began. Approach the archive's desk, hand the attendant ID, student or otherwise, and the whole history of computer gaming becomes available. Visitors can play on everything from an Atari to a Commodore 64 to a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox 360. Gamers are asked to keep it down while they play in the main area Monday through Thursday, but managers don't enforce low sound levels as strictly on Friday. That's the day visitors can play one of the Archive's most popular games, Super Smash Bros. The Archive is funded by the University of Michigan Library System and has a budget to buy games as they're released. It also accepts donations, which account for about half of its holdings. That's pretty cool. I mean, I give the University of Michigan a lot of shit, and deservedly so, because... They're Michigan. But this is pretty neat. To actually have a university that backs it. And I promise you this. While that archive exists, they will never want for foot traffic. Ever. And if anything, they should set up some, uh, uh, some like, information spots or kind of turn it into, like, a mini-museum. It's what they should do. But I tell you what, the day the University of Michigan decides to stop funding that, you will have actual legitimate rioting at a school, at a university. I'm not talking about that bullshit stuff like at Berkeley or NYU. I'm talking legitimate reasons. While it would be nice to fill the archives' shelves with every video game ever made, budgetary considerations and the rapid-fire release of new titles make that an unrealistic collection strategy. Quote, We can't have everything in here, Carter said, but I want to have a good, broad representation of the different types of games that are out there. It's not all fun games, however. Instructors hold class sessions there, and several student researchers have used the Forza Racing Game series to study texting while driving. An instructor in the history department teaching a class in Samurai brought students to the archive to explore ways the members of the hereditary warrior class in feudal Japan are depicted in games. Well, I can think of somewhere off the top of my head. Uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, or uh, Samurai Warriors, or, shit, hell, the Samurai class and the Ninja class for Final Fantasy Tactics. There you go. Like all things of popular culture, eventually people want to study it seriously. And you never think of collecting that stuff when it was first coming out, Carter said. Well, it's true. He's right. Think about it. I mean, how many of us really collected games, you know, back when we were kids? We didn't think of it that way. Now, I was lucky enough and smart enough to hold on to all my games. I know Baron has done it as some kind of, like, a mini-collection over the years. But, really, none of us ever thought about that. It was never a consideration. And maybe it should have been. I don't know. I I think this is neat as hell, though. Now, if I could actually bring myself to go up to that university up north and actually, you know, stop in there, the problem is I can't hold my breath that long. I'd pass out, because I'd have to hold it from the time I crossed the border into Michigan until the time I left, and that's a long time. What this is, Ohio State, which has a bigger endowment, I think, than Michigan, needs to get on this. They need to compete. 
If there's anybody in the administration of, of Ohio State University, or even my alma mater, Cleveland State, by God, get in touch with me. I will do what I can to help get this going. I've said for many years that I should have been inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame years ago. Considering it's in the same city that my, uh, uh, it was Ottumwa, Iowa, that my in-laws live in and are from, you'd think that they would have dropped off a suggestive note to them. You know, hey, you might want to talk to our son-in-law. He's kind of a big deal. You wouldn't have esports and shoutcasting without him. Think about it. <laughs> so those are the two big ones I wanted to get out of the way. All right, folks. Um, that pretty much does it. Uh, I, I'm sorry for the shortened show. It's only about 50 minutes or thereabouts. But I have things to do here. I have preps to get as um, very short in very short order. We're gonna have uh, obviously the party for uh, Super Bowl tomorrow. Or tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, we're getting ready to leave here in the next uh, couple hours to go downtown for the monstrous game. And uh, it's gonna be fun. It really is. And I'm looking forward to it. So we will reconvene next Sunday. That will be the 12th. We're back on our normal schedule again. So real quick, I want to thank uh, uh, GnomeWise from AlphaRadio.com from uh, hosting us. If you think you can do what they do, please give it a shot. You're more welcome to try. Eight, $15 an hour, or $15 an hour, $15 a month gets you in the door. That's nothing, folks, and it's a one-stop shop for everything you need. I highly encourage it. Give it a thought. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, uh, Puppy for going ahead and keeping track of our and keeping entertained with our uh, Facebook page. Please follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, Emperor's Court with both. I want to thank Octail, although he did not have a You've Been Told this week because it is Super Bowl weekend. He's got things to do as well uh, for normally doing our You've Been Told. And I want to thank you, the listener. Folks, if it was not for you, you we would not be doing this. As always, thank you. Uh, I will have a new Patreon show this coming week. It's about uh, Donald Trump using some comparisons to Julius Caesar. Yes, I thought about this. It's a shower scenario where it came up and hit me like a lightning bolt out of the shower. And I think there is some merit to it. So I will lay all that out for you uh, this coming week for our patrons. If you want to be a patron of the show, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. For as little as a dollar, you get your foot in the door. The more you donate, the more you get. So definitely check it out. That money goes to good use. We're looking to start upgrading our microphones now as we speak to the new RE20s. We're not new, but it'll be new for us. All right, that's it. Uh, Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long.